0: Hello, my name is Samantha Gordon, and you are listening to Lively, Empowered, and Sometimes Zen. Today, we're going to delve into the topic of growth mindset because that is really the prerequisite for being resilient. And my book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis, the main core theme is resilience. If you haven't read my book, you may have assumed it was about being Zen. (laughs) I wouldn't blame you. But if you have read my description or read my book, you'll understand that actually the main theme is about how to survive and thrive during a crisis. And it has everything to do with your mindset and reframing your situation to look for positives and getting centered so that you are able to see those opportunities around you. Because if you have your eyes closed and you're in a pit of despair you aren't going to be able to see what next right moves you have in front of you. How we shoot out of the womb as an infant is not how we have to live our lives going forward. I want to use an example because I kind of touched on it in my last episode and I alluded to the fact that I had my first ever author award when I was in year one. And I say year one because I was in school in Australia during that time. So let's back up. I was born in Canada. My family decided to move to Australia when I was around five years old. And I actually had to learn English because I had previously been in a French school. And although I was doing very well, you know, reading and writing in French, And I was reading the more advanced novels for my age range. Once I moved to Australia, it was a whole other language. So I actually had to work really hard to get to just the average level because I had been reading French novels. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I had to start at the beginning and read the English books for year one. So I was really putting in a lot of effort every day And I guess I did okay, right? Because six months later at our first awards ceremony, I was now six by this time, and I had been honored with receiving the author award. And I know I mentioned in my previous podcast that I couldn't remember how that went down, but I was walking with a friend the other day, and she was asking me details, and it kind of unlocked this memory of me. And maybe I had held it dormant because it was actually kind of traumatizing, but I'll share it with you just to give an example of how much we can evolve. So here I was going to my first awards ceremony. I was at this very prissy, very expensive (laughs) private school. This private school was more tuition than my university per year. When I found out the price, my head exploded, okay. So here I was, I was six years old, I had acclimatized to Australia by this time, and what I mean by that is I had started reading English, and also my accent had changed. Because I had always spoken English at home, even though my school was French, but I was speaking in a Canadian accent, so this was also a big shift for me. I now sounded like a local So you can imagine I was a six-year-old I was on the other side of the world for the first time and just to bring you into the full picture so before we had moved to Australia people actually had warned me and instilled this fear in a why would they do this to a small child but they instilled this fear in me that people wouldn't be able to understand me on the other side of the world and There was a lot of uncertainty so of course when I arrived I did my very best to acclimatize and assimilate. I got the accent and I worked really hard at learning to read English properly for the first time in school. So I had now been in Australia for six months. I had made a lot of friends. It was actually pretty good aside from Aside from them thinking I was wearing pajamas on my first day, excuse me, it was very high fashion in Saskatchewan, okay? (laughs) So aside from, you know, the Australians not interpreting my high fashion couture of Saskatchewan, otherwise people, you know, saw me as the cool American girl, even though I was not... American I was Canadian but whatever we were rolling with it and at the same time I was doing my best not to stick out and doing everything I could to become one of them so here I was at this awards ceremony all I knew was that I was getting the author award I didn't really know the protocol I'd never been to an awards ceremony and as you can imagine everything was very new at this time and I was just trying my best To go along with you know the cultural norms of Australia and I really wanted to seem like I knew what was going on and that I was really in right I was at this Prissy private school and I didn't want to be seeming like I didn't know their customs so you can imagine what happened my entire school was there, so I think it was around 500 pupils, but I could be wrong. It was definitely in the hundreds. It might have been more. I don't know. And I don't believe that I was the first to go up, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I was the first to go up because we were in year one and there was no one ahead of us. So potentially I had never seen someone go up and get an award and if there was someone before me I was so filled with nervousness and anxiety of going up on stage in front of everyone that I wasn't paying attention to what you do when you get on stage. All I knew was that I was getting an award so what I did was walk up on stage and part of me was you know very grateful to have this award but Mostly, I would say 98% of me was feeling all the eyes on me and feeling uncomfortable and just wanting to get off that stage as fast as possible. So I went up to the principal who was holding my award and simply grabbed it out of her hands. Now, the most thunderous laughter erupted from the crowd of students and teachers And parents I had no idea what I had done to be so funny I knew people were laughing I didn't feel like people were laughing at me I definitely felt like people were laughing with me but in kind of that cutesy way, like oh she doesn't know oh it's so cute but of course I didn't want that I wanted to be very in the know and I didn't want to be standing out any more than usual The principal ended up grabbing my hand to shake it and then I, who was probably beet red by this time, scurried off the stage. And that's fine. I was six years old. Who can blame me, right? Who can blame a six-year-old? And this is a perfect example of to look back on you in your past. Now, it doesn't matter what age you were. You can be six, it can have been yesterday. But the important message here is that you don't have to be the same person. You don't have to be the shy person. You don't have to be the person who is doing their best to fit in like you were yesterday. And maybe this will take years of evolution or maybe you can decide in an instant that you want to be the person who has a resilience mindset. Maybe you want to be the person who survives and thrives from the crisis. You don't want to label yourself yourself as being defined by your anxious thoughts or your depressive thoughts. We're all constantly evolving and we have an active decision in our evolution. I am so far from being that shy six-year-old who is doing her best to blend in, and not stick out too much by being who I am. I improved, and I evolved, and I am so much more confident in my own voice, in who I am as a person, that even if I don't do something that's considered protocol or outside of the norm, I laugh it off. I'm laughing with people. Life is too short to get tied in a knot about little things. Dare I say that life is too short to get tied in a knot over big things as well. And of course, this is a harder concept to grasp. And when you're in the midst of such a serious life occurrence, you're not going to feel like that. But it is something that we want to wrap our heads around. And the most important thing to start is to make sure that you have a growth mindset, that you're not still that six-year-old who is so shy and so nervous about getting her first author award, right? We really want to embody the full expression of our best self, our most authentic self, because when we embody this version of ourselves, we are not only able to better show up in the world for our own lives, but it has ripple effects, around us to our communities to our families and to our world and we all know the other side of the coin the people who like to tell themselves the sob story and we all have a sob story we all do just because we don't share it we absolutely all have a sob story if not 10 (laughs) and the the thing is is to not focus on the sob story to make your life and this is the writer and me coming out. We're gonna use writing as a, another analogy, but when you're crafting your life story, what kind of narrative are you writing? Are you writing a comedy? Are you writing a heroic tale? Or are you writing a story about a sobby mess and you know, it doesn't have a positive ending? What's important is realizing that you hold the pen. You are the author. You don't have to actually be an author, but (laughs) you are the author of your own life and you get to decide if you want to evolve. Every day is a new day and so many days we can wake up and if we are living the same life over and over, we need to kind of snap out of it and realize that actually you can massively change, but the first thing that you need to do is open up your mind Get rid of your limiting beliefs and understand that your next step could take you on an exponentially better course in your life. And in order to welcome in these new opportunities and this new life, you need to have a growth mindset. If you don't believe that you can change your life, if you don't believe that you can survive and thrive in and after a crisis, you won't. Sorry, (laughs) you just won't. If you think, oh no, this is going to cripple me, like I'm going to be just a mess after this, you're not going to recover the same as someone who maybe still is a mess, but is a temporary mess. It's all about growing. It doesn't mean that you're already the most amazing person and you're confident and you're perfect. No, that's not what it means. It's about growth. Growth implies that you're not already as high as you could be growing means that you start from that seed maybe you're starting from a little plant and then you grow (laughs) you grow taller so looking at your situation now i'm going oh i'm only a seed i'm gonna be a seed for life (laughs) no what you need to do is water yourself make sure that you're thinking positively Don't assume that your situation now is your situation going forward. And the best way to do that is focus on what you have in front of you. It doesn't mean that what you have in front of you is all you'll ever have. In fact, that's totally not the case. But we need to stay in the present moment and focus on what we can do in this moment, staying open with our growth mindset staying open to what our next moment will hold. So use this as an invitation now to think back on a time that you were not as evolved as you are now. So these lessons, usually I'm a forward thinker, but this is actually a really good exercise that I don't include in my book to show how far you've already come because so often we can be where we are thinking that, maybe we haven't evolved that much but we have look back how were you when you were six years old did you know everything you know now no no you didn't maybe maybe you also just grabbed the award without knowing you had to shake the principal's hand and that's okay this exercise is not to look back and scold yourself once you know better you do better and if you also look at your past with a veil of humor you'll just laugh. It's a very healthy way to deal with things. Okay, you have to have a growth mindset in order to be resilient. And the whole reason that we want to be zen, and I'll have a whole episode on that, is so that we can embody the best version of ourselves. So how do we do it? How do we have a growth mindset? Maybe we've had a closed mindset this entire time and we're walking through our days just thinking this is our life, that we don't have any ownership or responsibility for anything that's happened in our life perhaps we're going to the world thinking all these horrible things are happiness all these external things and we are relinquishing effectively the power that we do have okay so step one give yourself a smack <laughs> just kidding and i also want to point out that yes you could be experiencing all these external things and they are horrible i don't want you to listen to this and be like No, no, Samantha, actually, they're really bad. Like, this is happening. This is happening. The world is falling apart. Like, I am there with you. (laughs) Yes, externally, it can appear to be very bad. (laughs) You might have every reason in the world to be losing your shit. But I'm telling you that it is not in your best interest to lose your shit. So, yes, you can... Debate with me and argue with me about how your situation is so much worse and how you may be the exception for not having a growth mindset because your situation is just so much worse than anyone else's situation. You couldn't possibly grow from your situation. I'm here to tell you that you can. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but I checked the weather report and there's positivity ahead, okay? <laughs> and if you don't believe me, go ahead and do a Google. Google. You will certainly find people who are in a worse situation than you. But just know that if you are in this mindset of you have it the worst, you don't have it the worst. There's always someone who has it way worse than you. And there are people who have it worse than you, who started out with worse conditions than you and have made their life exponentially better. And they did this by staying open to opportunities, by finding that stillness within themselves and embracing their growth mindset. So how do we do it? Number one, remove your head from thy ass. (laughs) Number two, probably embrace a humorous outlook and lighthearted view to your experience. Imagine that you're going to be putting on some sunglasses and instead of shades making it shadier, it's making it funnier. So you're able to look at your situation through, not rose-colored glasses because we're not trying to see the situation as different than it is, we're just reframing it in our minds. We're still seeing it for what it is, we're seeing how it's bad, but we're also opening our eyes to what is good and what is the opportunity there. You don't have to be perfect. All that is required is that you keep trying and that you get feedback. So basically check your analytics for how you're doing with your growth mindset. If something works, Repeat it. If something doesn't work, try a different approach. You're not here to give up. You're not here to come up with excuses of why you're not going to succeed or thrive from a crisis. You're here to find reasons for your evolution. You have evolved so much in the past. You can evolve so much in the future. Your evolution is not reliant on external circumstances. Your evolution is all about how you are internally. So it really doesn't matter what's happening in the world around you as long as you are in a good place because you can affect how you show up in the world and this will have a ripple effect of what happens around you. Two people can be in the exact same circumstance and they can choose to completely change their outcome. An example of this is when the pandemic started, Work dried up for me, and I work in public relations and communications. But essentially, I could have taken my unemployment in the corporate communications world, and also the closure of all the yoga studios, because I also was teaching meditation and yoga. I could have taken that as, oh my goodness, like, woe is me, my life is over. I could have fallen into a pit of despair, but instead... Well, number one, I was prepared, right? (laughs) Preparation, meeting, opportunity is luck. But it was more so a growth mindset and the decision to make a good thing come out of a bad situation. No one wanted to be in a situation where the government was locking us down. No one wanted to have all these things happen. But I saw the opportunity for me and the time open up i was like you know what now that i don't have to go to a job (laughs) now that no one is calling me to teach a yoga class because all of them are boarded up i have the time and energy to finish a book that is very much needed sometimes a horrible situation is the perfect catalyst for having a fantastic evolution happen in your life but you have to be open to it you have to be willing to first of all be open to the opportunities with your mind and then second of all be willing to put in that hard work because you won't be able to do things without effort you do have to try and it's not just, oh, you try once and it's like, oh, it didn't happen. Okay, that's it. It's like, no, you have to try every day. Your resilience, your growth mindset, your capacity to grow as a person and find your inner stillness, these are all muscles that you need to work on and you have to continuously say yes to trying and putting an effort into your life. That is the only way it will happen. It is not a one-time thing. You are constantly getting back on the Zen horse. So today if you're listening to this and maybe you're in a little pity pot. I mean we've all been there. Sometimes we get in our little pity pot and we splish splash around. But here's an invitation for you to see that you don't need to stay there. And it's totally fine to be there. Don't beat yourself up about even being in the pity pot. That's a waste of time too. Just see that you can throw the pity pot away. (laughs) And there's an opportunity for you there. And you just have to open your eyes to see it. You have to see what circumstances you are given now and how you can make those circumstances work for you. Because there is a solution, you just have to be willing to find it. And maybe you weren't the most growth mindset oriented person yesterday, but that doesn't mean that you can't try it today and you can't try it tomorrow. And you know what happens over time? Is you get better at it. It's actually scientific, you create neural pathways in your brain for thoughts and actions that you repeatedly take. So if you are taking positive action toward improving your life and becoming more resilient and deciding that, hey, these depressive thoughts that I have all the time, you know what? I'm actually gonna go for a run instead. I'm actually gonna do some yoga. I'm actually gonna focus on my breath. I'm actually gonna go outside, get some fresh air, be in the trees. I'm going to think a different thought. And when another negative thought comes to my mind, I'm going to watch it come in Analyze if it is true, think about all the times in the past when that thought hasn't been true and instead is just an embodiment of fear which isn't real and you're gonna let it pass by. This is the type of attitude that you can practice. And I say practice because you will have to keep practicing. And if you're in your pretty pod today, ah, doesn't mean you have to get out of it today. You can decide to get out of it tomorrow, give yourself a little rest. Listen to your body. Just don't stay there for too long, okay? Decide to have a growth mindset. And if you want to do better in your life, you can. You just have to continuously decide. It doesn't matter what's happening in the rest of the world as long as you are doing your best. You can improve your life. You can improve the lives of others around you. In my upcoming episodes, we're going to dive deeper into all of the facets of of embracing a Zen mindset, how we can embrace our liveliness, and how we can become so empowered that it doesn't matter if the world is falling down around us. We can be the still pillar in a hurricane. Your mantra can be, let it blow, none of this moves me. So stick around for our next episodes where we will be going so in-depth into all of the daily practices, mindset hacks, and traditional techniques, really diving into it all. Neuroscience, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, cold immersion, the lot. I am so excited to share these topics with you. They've helped me so much and I know they can help you. I'll also probably dive into the business side from time to time too, just because, well, I talk about what I want, okay? (laughs) I will get into relationships. Well, basically we'll talk about whatever the hell I feel like it, okay? So stay Zen out there and stay tuned for my next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow, like, subscribe. And you can also follow me everywhere around the web at Sanbay (laughs) Zen.